Hey, it's Bob Stoffer. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to Oilers Now ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. Why take one vacation with the family when you could take all of them? With Royal Caribbean, you don't just go to the beach. You visit a private island and race down the tallest water slide in North America. You don't just go for a road trip. You ATV and zip line through the jungle. You don't just go somewhere new. You rappel down waterfalls and discover ancient temples. Because this isn't just any vacation. This is all the vacations. Come seek the Royal Caribbean. Ships Registry, Bahamas. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer, Weekdays at noon on Oilers Radio. 630 Chad. We return to Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer. Brought to you by Digitex. Managed print services to keep your printing costs down? Yeah, Digitex does that. D-I-G-I-T-E-X dot C-A. On Oilers Radio, 630 Chad. 134 in Edmonton. It's Brendan Escott and Cody Jansen with you today on Oilers Now. Royal Pizza, pizza, pasta, and so much more. Edmonton owned and operated for over 50 years now. For a menu and a list of their 13 Edmonton and area locations, go online to royalpizza.ca or download the Royal Pizza app from the App Store. Bunch of different places that we could start with our next guest, but given that he's the voice of the Oilers, on the Sportsnet Regional Broadcast and here on 6.30 Chat alongside Cam Moon as well. I figured that the retirement of Rick Jenneret after 51 NHL seasons is a good spot to pick up with Jack Michaels. Jack, how are you doing today? I'm doing well, Brendan. And uh, as you know, Buffalo's my neck of the woods. I kind of grew up in an area equidistant from Buffalo, Cleveland, and Pittsburgh. And RJ is an absolute legend. And, you know, we've said goodbye to some of these guys. Pat Foley is going to have a farewell tour as the voice of the Chicago Blackhawks this year. And now Rick Jenner added, uh, you know, two of the great voices in our game, two of the great characters uh rick jenneret hall of famer like rod phillips my predecessor and uh, absolutely an all-timer for the edmonton oilers i mean all these guys are absolute legends and it's really been my privilege over the last decade plus to work with them and when you think of rick jenneret does anything in particular jump to mind for you a memory from growing up his legacy well, the mayday call brendan of you course, know that one, of course you? yes <laughs> yeah i mean that's you know, that's obviously his signature call. Um, you know, I've gotten to know Brad May over the years, uh, you know, a great analyst in his own right uh, and a great guy. But, you know, that's that's the one for me. And, and he had a lot of fun working with his, his current, you know, current analyst, uh, Rob Ray. You know, when Rob Ray, when I was growing up, was uh, one of the premier heavyweights in the National Hockey League at a time where that really meant something. So, uh, you know, those, those are the two things that I that I remember. He was a great caller of the fights, and and obviously the May Day call when Buffalo uh, swept Boston. I think it was in 
91 or 92, somewhere in that, you know, neighborhood. Uh, maybe 93 it was. I think it was 93. But, you know, that's an all-timer. And, uh, again, he doesn't need that call to be an all-timer, uh, but it's certainly one that sticks out. What do you remember about Mike Lang as well? I hear there's another name that uh, I believe you talked uh, earlier on the station about, but, you know, a legendary broadcaster in Pittsburgh, he's calling it a career as well. It's been a lot of changeover. Yeah, he's not doing it this year. You know, unlike Pat Foley Mm. uh, and RJ, he's he's done. And, uh, you know, Josh Getzoff is going to take his place, who went to Ithaca College where I went to school in upstate New York and, and, you know, as far as Mike Lang is concerned, I mean, for those who grew up at Edmonton listening to Ron Phillips, that's the same experience I had growing up with Mike Lang. And I, I know a lot of people know Mike Lang for his, you know, his own signature phrases like Michael, Michael, motorcycle and, you know, top shelf or grandma keeps the cookies, all that kind of stuff. Well, you know, the thing with Mike Lang is first and foremost, he was a master of the language and, uh, you know, that's that's really, you know, to some degree, sometimes overshadowed by all the signature phrases he, he's become known for. But first and foremost, he, you know, was an absolute, you know, legend like Rod Phillips in terms of his vocabulary, in terms of how he was able to paint a certain picture for you and, and communicate all the excitement you were missing. I mean, Mike Lang did that for me uh, when I was growing up. So I'm sure anyone who has an affinity for Rod Phillips, and I know they number in the hundreds of thousands in this area, knows exactly what I'm talking about. Um, Mike Lang was, in a very real sense, the voice of my hockey childhood. Now let's stay out east uh, with Jack Michaels here. Henrik Lundqvist calling it a career, Jack, after 15 seasons. I've been having the debate with Cody whether he's earned a spot in sort of the top 10 goaltenders of all time, but boy, is that ever an exclusive list as you start compiling that, and yet here's a guy that made the playoffs 12 of 15 seasons. It was, you know, instrumental in a pretty successful continuous run there for the New York Rangers for a long time all after being a seventh round pick 205th overall in 2000 so quite the career for King Henrik as he calls it uh, calls it a career well and again the unquestioned uh, top goaltender out of Sweden you know Lock Hall of Famer basically did everything in his career. I mean, when you think of gold at the Olympics and at the Worlds, uh, you know he did every and won the Vezina. He did everything but win the Stanley Cup. I mean, that's the that's the only thing uh, left on his resume. Came the closest, uh, you know, in that matchup with the Kings in 2014. But you know, uh, I mean, a guy that again, and this is you know, this is something I kind of joke with Bob a little bit about and others, you know, when it comes to undervaluing wins in the national hockey league, I mean, first and foremost, your job is to win the game. And Henrik Lundqvist for a decade plus, you know, was winning 35 games a year. I mean, it's just that, that is, I think sometimes an underrated aspect of goaltending. And, uh, you know, in my, in my opinion, uh, Henrik Lundqvist is, you know, like I said, I, I I have nothing but the utmost respect for what that guy did. And, you know, none of his teams, I would say, I don't think the Rangers were blessed with the, the kind of talent uh, that might have pushed him over the top. Uh, and they didn't play the system the way New Jersey did that might have protected him. But that's why I think, you know, like I said, Henrik Lundqvist, for me, 
uh, utmost respect for him. And the only thing missing on his mantle is, of course, the Stanley Cup. But a lot of great players can say that. Now, I wonder whether he gets the appropriate amount of respect in, in the Western markets just because they wouldn't have been able to see his body of work quite as much through the area, the era where he was really dominant. Do you think there's legitimacy to that? hundred percent. I think, you know, I think it's the same kind of boat and I know he played in Toronto at the end of his career, but you know, I think sometimes, you know, Cujo suffers from that. You know, he did a lot of his best work, you know, out West, I, you know, for me, Henrik Lundqvist, uh, not that he doesn't get the respect, but I think again, you know, he played for mostly, you know, New Jersey, New York teams where the ceiling was right about where they usually finished up. And that's second round. I mean, he he did not he was not blessed with with playing for for super teams so uh you know i i think like i said uh you look at you look at what he did for for his country uh and and basically winning everything you could win in professional sports but like so many you know so many people you're all you're obviously looking for the shells he never got that uh that's going to keep him out of the uppermost tier and that's the only thing that keeps him out of that uppermost tier. I, I really believe, Brendan, if he wins the Stanley Cup, you're talking about a top 10 goalie all time, and there's no argument. So that's the difference maker for him then, which is kind of a shame because in in the year in which he ended up losing last year with uh, having the heart valve replacement, like he wanted to sort of go out on top. I think he figured Washington had a good chance and it just didn't materialize. But you know what? Uh, eventually that won't, you know, we won't even remember that. We'll remember all of what he did accomplish. Now, uh, let's shift gears a little bit here, Jack. The story of uh, certainly yesterday evening and today is where are the Coyotes going to play in? In 2022 this seems like a situation that's uh, it's come up sort of abruptly into the public eye but maybe not so much if you look below the surface where there's been some missed payments and that sort of thing looks like the city of glendale wants to have more access to the facility to i would assume bring in events that draw a bigger crowd than a coyotes game that would be a logical business decision for them to make but a muddy situation and they don't have a whole lot of fallback options down there in the city of phoenix area so what do you make of the of the arena situation and what you learned about it i guess since yesterday well i mean I, you know the best the best guess for me uh in terms of if there's not a solution worked out and you know you never know whether there's some posturing going on whether there's some degree of a negotiating ploy at work here but let's just let's just take you know the city of glendale and and the arena management statement at face value and say you know we're past that point and there's not going to be any further renegotiation and then look at you know real hard solutions and for me i know a lot of people want to instantly point out quebec i i don't think that uh quebec would be first in line i i my best guess would be a, a city like houston which is i believe believe the fourth largest market in the United States. I think Houston is fourth. Um, I, I think that's, I think that's an area they'd look at because Houston is the one market that matches Phoenix in terms of the size. When you look at the Metro area and it's, it's a city with the sheer population uh, that would theoretically, you know, support a national hockey league team. And it's a market that the NHL has, has never had access to. I mean, ever. So, I think Houston would be the leader in the clubhouse if you're talking about a solution beyond the confines of Arizona. Because the markets, as I believe, I believe, Brendan, if you look it up, 
Uh, they're right next to each other. And I, I think it might be Houston 4, Phoenix 5, or I might have those flip-flops. But those are those are comparable market sizes to the point where you're talking about a few hundred thousand. So you're not losing much in in the hardcore market share, where you lose a tremendous amount, um, you know, in terms of the arena. And the other thing is, you know, you're going into uh, you know an established big league city. I mean, you've got you've got the Houston Rockets, you've got the Houston Texans, you've got the Houston Astros. That's a big league city, and I think the National Hockey League uh, certainly would be you know open to exploring that possibility. Now, the way that it's been pitched, it seems like they're confident that a solution will be found within the confines of the state of Arizona, but the alternative options, uh, they just do not seem to be there. You know, again, the Veterans Memorial Coliseum, while not as big... A building I've called hockey games in, Brendan. I've actually called buildings really? in that game, uh, in that arena. I, I've, called, uh, I've called games in there... Uh, when they were the old uh, Phoenix Mustangs of the West Coast Hockey League, a long-forgotten league and a long-forgotten team. Uh, but I've been in that building, and actually, <laughs> long story short, I called a game in that building that actually was suspended midway through because the Zamboni broke down at center ice <laughs> uh, and, and was never completed. They had to redo it. Uh, at a future point in the year. So those are the kind of things that sometimes you run into with minor pro hockey, and, and that's, uh, that's a lasting memory of mine at being in the Arizona Veterans Memorial Coliseum and seeing the Zamboni uh, collapse completely at center ice. That is priceless. What is, what, in the vibe that you get from calling games at the Gila River Arena, I'm, I was surprised to see, you know, 13,000, 14,000 average attendance. It doesn't look like they're doing too, too bad. Certainly not the worst in the NHL in that department. By no means the best. But, you know, when you go there, does it seem like a dead hockey building? Does it seem like something that's maybe more dominated by the road attraction and the Edmontonians that would be living in the Phoenix area? You know, how is the, the rink right now when the Coyotes are playing in it? Well, that's the key is uh, actually when you go there, you hear the Edmontonians. And, uh, you know, I'm, I'm getting some heat, Brendan. We're, we're live on the air, and I'm also live at uh, a Montgomery Glen uh, golf tournament. So if you hear some, hear some uh, you know, jeers coming my way, uh, number one, that's normal. Number two, it's reflective of the game that I've brought today, which is to say none. Gotcha. And number three, it's reflective of the fact that our conversation is extended uh, far beyond the, the uh, normalcy that these guys would like to have. But what I will tell you is – when you're at a Coyotes game, the only reason that that it's palatable is because of the Edmontonian presence in there. And you know, Brendan, as well as I do, uh, Oiler fans, if there's a 1,000 in the building, it feels like 10,000. And, I, you know, I have been in the building when, quite frankly, uh, the Oilers have played to that end and, and been inspired by their presence. And, and once they get off the schneid a few years ago, they had had a, a long run of futility against the Coyotes when they were coached by Dave Tippett. But when he, you know, when he was able, you know, to, to kind of move on, all of a sudden the Oilers got a win, and they've really had a lot of success in that building ever since. So this is live radio, bud. We got to be, we got to be straight up. Well, no, that's all right. I, I don't even need it, Brendan. I've got about a 23 footer. It's a slider from left to right, and I've got the old Billy Baru going. Okay. 
one hand. <laughs> one and, hand on uh, the phone. Live radio hit live putting. That, uh, luckily, I paid these guys off very well. That was way too hard. That might have been off the green, actually. Is it a slippery deck out there today? Well, it was a slippery deck, but there's no excuse for the futility that was part of that putt. <laughs> hey, uh, well, Kyler Yamamoto, the lone uh, restricted free agent remaining on this team, I have no doubt in my mind he'll be suiting up next year. Of course, it's just a matter of, I guess, when the deal gets done and what the dollar value is. And by the time Oscar Clefbaum lands on LTIR, it's about 2.82 million, I think, is what they have in cap space. Uh, do you have an idea? Why take one vacation with the family when you could take all of them? With Royal Caribbean, you don't just go to the beach. You visit a private island and race down the tallest water slide in North America. You don't just go for a road trip. You ATV and zip line through the jungle. You don't just go somewhere new. You rappel down waterfalls and discover ancient temples. Because this isn't just any vacation. This is all the vacations. Come seek the Royal Caribbean. Ships Registry, Bahamas. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Idea of where you think Yamamoto's dollar value will come in or, or is there anything that you can tell us on that situation? I, I, I To be honest with you, I'd echo the sentiments of, uh, you know, of my partner on this station in the sense that I think it'll, it'll happen a little bit later than everyone would like it to. I, I think it's going to be a while. Uh, this is the kind of situation that, that, that could go right up until, you know, about camp. And it's, it's just it's, the numbers dictate where, the, where it's going to be. And, and I'm not sure there's, there's much there. Um, there really isn't when you look at it. So uh, in terms of flexibility, it's not like it's not like the Oilers can hang out, you know, can hand out, uh, you know, a Warren Fogle type deal. Uh, they're they're up against the cap. Uh, I think, you know, I think everyone ex- expects the number to to come in as as what everyone is as expected to. And I think the other thing is, is that the player will will have a say in that, too. And that's where the, the you know the, the back and forth will be. It's just because the Oilers are up against cap, you know that doesn't necessarily mean that Kyler Yamamoto's camp is going to be like, oh, okay, well you're up against the cap, so we'll just take this. I mean that's not how these deals work. So there's going to be some finesse involved. I agree with you. I think it'll get done, but I also think this will happen a little bit. You know, I, if you're asking me for a date, I would take the long rather than the short. I don't necessarily you know, believe that a deal is necessarily in the offing within the next week or two. I think this is going to run up, you know, up, up towards camp. And, and we've seen this before with, with restricted free agents, uh, with, with the Edmonton Oilers. And we've seen it recently where it, it, it takes a little while uh, when there's precious few dollars to spread around. And in this situation though, ultimately, you know, it's a restricted free agent. So the Oilers have a bit of a hammer here. Uh, having said that, 
like I said, there will be some back and forth. This this deal will get done, Brendan, but it won't get done easily. And just as a final thought on that, when you're looking at the contrast in production over the last two seasons, I mean, there's where Yamamoto's uh, bargaining power would come in and saying, I can produce at a, a basically a point-per-game clip, but they didn't get to see that necessarily last year. So this is where I, I think that the common ground will fall, but this is going to be a bridge deal, isn't it? Oh, for sure. And part of that is because you've had some significant variance. I mean, you had a guy producing at a point-per-game clip when he was on a line with Ryan Nugent Hopkins and Leon Dreisaitl uh, starting on New Year's Eve. But you also had a situation where that chemistry didn't quite come around to the same degree last year. And Yamamoto, you know, quite frankly – not on his own, but if you look at his goal production, I believe he had four goals in the last 41 games last season. So there's I, I, there's enough ammunition on both sides, and that's why I'm saying, you know, you, you combine the fact that he's a restricted free agent, which is, you know, a, a situation in the team's favor, but you also have a long-term relationship that you want to protect, and that's in the player's favor. So the Oilers are going to want to be careful in terms of how hard – they squeeze because they don't want to not, not jeopardize might be too strong of a word, but when you see long-term value in a player, you don't necessarily want, you know, the proverbial, you know, what in the punch bowl, you don't want that relationship to get to that point. So there's going to be squeezing. There's going to be given a give and take, but ultimately I think both the player and the team knows roughly what the numbers are going to be on a bridge deal and very similar to the Darnell Nurse situation where it goes from here will be to will depend on the players production not the previous two seasons Brendan but the next two seasons Jack appreciate the insights man good luck on the course the rest of the day okay you shouldn't be wishing me good luck you should be wishing my team good luck they're the ones saddled with the albatross here around their neck <laughs> Like, and I don't mean albatross is in three under, because trust me, I haven't seen one of those. Yeah, no kidding. Thanks, Jack. Appreciate it, man. Take care. <laughs> Bye-bye. Jack Michaels from Sportsnet and 630 Chad. There's an old saying of the car business. Cars cost less in Wetaskiwin. Brent Ridge Ford and Wetaskiwin committed to providing unequaled automotive excellence resulting in completely satisfied lifetime customers. If you currently have a vehicle you're not using enough, payments or an interest rate that's too high, you're looking to sell, refinance, or trade it in for something different, you can go visit Uncle Milt, Rich, Johnny, and the gang at Brent Ridge Ford or call them at 1-877-477-3673 or visit brentridge.com. Creeping up on 154 in Edmonton, we'll take one quick Time out. Back to wrap up the show after this. Don't forget that later on tonight, the Canadian women begin their quest for gold at the Women's World Hockey Championship just down the QE2, the Wind Sports Centre at uh, Olympic Park in Calgary. Right now, it is the Czechs thumping Denmark 5-1. to one. Canada and Finland's the middle game tonight. Puck drop just after 4 o'clock our time. And then it's the U.S., the mighty U.S. women's national team against Switzerland, the U.S. whooping on Russia to the tune of 6 nothing in pre-tournament action. So hey, this is an, uh, it's a good tournament every year, Cody. It always seems to come down to Canada-USA, and you listen to the girls talk about the rivalry, and it is live, it is well, and I expect it to unfold over the course of the next 10 or 11 days. It's one of the best rivalries in hockey. It's as simple as that. And I think that 
watching the, the Olympic athletes go at it on the soccer pitch as well and watching what Canada was able to accomplish, how does that not galvanize this year's group and say, hey, we want this feeling. We want to have those people placing gold on our necks. 2013 was a long time ago. Oh, you know, that hunger for gold is there, to say the least. Let's go to this day in Oilers history. It's brought to you by New West Travel. September 17th, you can travel a private uh, WestJet charter round trip down to Vancouver with open bar. It's just $199. Details at newwesttravel.com. Let's go back to 1946. Legendary Oilers D-man Al Hamilton was born in Flin Flon, Manitoba. Played for the WHA's Alberta Oilers and Edmonton Oilers through the 1970s. Captaining the group for four years and representing Canada at the 74 Summit Series. His number three was retired by the Oilers and he remains the only player not from the 80s dynasty to have that honour. This day in Oilers history brought to you by New West Travel. Again, September 17th, you can travel that private WestJet charter. It's around trip vacation to Vancouver open bar just 199 details at newwesttravel.com tonight on inside sports let's guest host Dave Campbell back in the chair after a big Elks win last night on the road in BC you'll be hearing plenty more on that I'm sure Monday I believe I'm back in the big chair hope you're here with me Cody we'll try and track yes, down sir. Reed Wilkins for a hit find out how his golf game's going but up next, it's a global news weather traffic update with Eileen Bell, then Angela Cocott from 2 to 3, 6.30 Chet Afternoons with guest host Ted Henley. It's been a ride. Thanks for listening this week. So long, everybody, from the 6.30 Chet Studios. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer, Weekdays at noon on Oilers Radio, 6.30 Chet.